the school is out. Which means it's time for High Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the High Kids Show. This is High Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Ria Immerman and I'm your host for today. And thank you for tuning into 101.9 High FM. I have a jam-packed show lined up for you today. I'll be speaking to David Bloch. He is an events coordinator, creative director and show producer. Get ready for a very interesting show on High Kids today. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is High Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Rio Immerman and I'm nine years old. Good afternoon, David. Hello, thanks for having me, Rio. Pleasure. Let's start with the questions. What do you do for a living? So as you rightly said, I kind of consider myself a creative director, a show producer. I work a lot with entertainers and artists. Mm -hmm. uh, and occasionally I get to produce events as well for some of my regular clients who want me to not only take care of only one or two items specifically, but the entire event. Oh, okay. That's hectic. Yeah. But it's cool. Been doing it for a long time. Yeah. So you know what to do. I hope so. <laughs> do you have to study? Um... I would, I would say that my training in musical theater definitely helped me. Uh, it, this was not something that I, I actually trained for. I didn't go to university or an arts college to oh, get into events or anything like that. It kind of happened by default. Um, but a lot mm -hmm. of what I know um, is from my training, basic instincts as well, and kind of trial by error. As, as you kind of do one event, you learn from your mistakes, oh. and you pick yourself up, and, uh, yeah, you hopefully don't repeat them for the next one. Yeah, what if you do? Then you know, there's nothing. A problem, but yes and no. I think it depends what what the mistakes are. But I think it says a lot about your character if you own up to those mistakes and if if you can fix them. I think for me, the 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 mark of a successful producer or someone that is working in events, uh, as important as it is to create a successful yeah. event, it's just as important to see how well you deal with curveballs and things that you need to rectify at a moment's yes. notice. At a moment's notice means sometimes you get given curveballs where you've got to make changes and fix problems, and sometimes those problems even aren't your own. Sometimes they're problems brought on by maybe the client or someone else working on the project. It could be a supplier, and you have to try and fix it and make it right. And Oy. that, for me, is what makes a really good show producer or it's a, a really hard, good though. events producer. It's you know hard. what? The thing is it does get better as you get older and the more experience uh, you get, the more projects you work on. You also... I think for me, what I'm very lucky mm -hmm. with is that I get to work on so many different projects and I get to work with so many yes. different people. So I kind of see how they work and I kind of make up my own mind about what I believe I take from those projects, yes. good and bad. And, and as I say, you learn from them and, um, hopefully, mm. you know, you can use those, um, to your advantage when you work, uh, in this industry. Absolutely. Where do you work? Well, um, once upon a time, I did have my own office, um, and I had quite yeah. a few people working for me, but I felt that it wasn't really for me because in my heart, I'm still a really, I don't know, cool performer. That's what I really wanted to do. Yeah. So for me, sitting in an office and kind of managing other not people, really. no, nah, not really what I wanted to do. And you know what it's like. You know, you're either born to be on stage yes. or, or you're not. And some people are really, you know, th that's what they do. They, they, they enjoy being in an office. They enjoy working yes. kind of corporate nine to five. And, and that wasn't for me. So 
uh, I decided to rather not have an office and to continue working from home. And especially when you're working well, late at funny. night. Oh, yeah, no, it's cool. It, well, you need to. It's better to be at home. Absolutely. But you also need to have discipline because you can't go to the mm. office at 8 o'clock in the morning in your pajamas. Or sometimes no. you can. If you don't have any clients coming to meet yes. with you. But, uh, you know, in my industry, we tend to meet at the client. We tend to meet for lunches. Sometimes you have breakfast so meetings at hotels. Come pajama- pajamas. Definitely don't want to be wearing pajamas. But mm. also, you don't really need to then have an office. If a lot of the time you're meeting with people outside at restaurants and boardrooms and other buildings, you don't really need your own office. No, you could just stay at home and then wait for someone to say. Hello, um, we need a, we need to have a meeting now. Exactly. Please come here. To hopefully this place. they, hopefully they don't say please come just right now because I might be in my pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Why did you decide to leave acting and go into, well, producing and directing and ah, events? An important question. Well, when I graduated from arts college, um, I had trained to be in musical theater. So the kind of shows that you see being performed now at places like, you know, the Nelson Mandela Theater or at Monte Casino, those yeah. are the kind of shows that I had trained for, to sing, to dance, to act in a Broadway or a West End type musical. Oh. And unfortunately, when I graduated, um, you know, we were fresh into our new democracy. So a lot yes. of the arts councils had collapsed. That's there wasn't nice. a lot of money being put into musicals. It was seen as a very expensive form of art so i so kind of nice. felt like well what am i going to do if there's not enough musicals for me to audition for um and that's what i'm trained in what could i do that i could maybe still make some money but still be in the arts and that's yes. kind of how by default oh, i kind of landed right. up doing what i'm doing I, I phoned a couple of clients like randomly back in the day when you know where there wasn't the kind of access to phone numbers and things yes. now so i would look up in the phone book and I'd randomly call a few people and ask who Absolutely. does their events, you know, who books their entertainment for their functions. Yes. And then I would tell them I'm in theater and I have um, a lot of friends who can, uh, who can act, who can write scripts, who can mm. play instruments. Yes. And if ever they need anyone, maybe they can phone me and I could arrange the booking for them. And that's how oh. I started. Do you always work with the same people? Um, I have what we call preferred suppliers. So there are a lot of people that I do work with and I've developed relationships with over the years. People that might provide me with my decor elements for events or that provide the stage sound and lighting. Yes. But it's also, I think, the role of a producer to also look at what the event requires. And sometimes you need uh, specialists. Yeah. So you can't necessarily make a decision based on, on friendship. You have to decide yeah. who is the best person for the job. So it doesn't have anything to do with you and your personality. Exactly. Or the fact that you don't do good work, but it might be that on this particular occasion, I need somebody else who can provide me with something that you don't or can't give me. Yeah. So it's like, um, it's not because you, this person's my friend more than you. Sure. It's because this person um, is more in train for this kind of job than you. Absolutely. So it's not even about somebody being better than someone else. It's just about somebody being Maybe person. trained in something yes. or or providing a service that this other person can't provide. Exactly. Yeah. Have you ever worked with children? I have. Um, uh, I have, yes. Actually, I had to think about that. Uh, sometimes in my own corporates, it's, it, it hasn't happened a lot um, mm. from a corporate perspective for companies that I do work for. But yes. certainly in uh, my volunteer work for Education Africa, um, we have a concert every year called Sounds of Celebration. 
and Sydney Shul. Yeah, because we had indeed we had um, a variety of kids from King David come and perform for us uh, at the Sounds of Celebration concert. So on I that occasion, I might have performed there, or something else. It might have been because we're now in our sixth year, so it could have been in the last couple of years that maybe you were there, possibly. But that's one of the big occasions where I get to work with a variety of children, and that for me is yes. exciting because they're from different schools, different backgrounds, different, different upbringings. Yes. And that's what makes it fun. What exactly do you help with there? Well, in, in my role with Education Africa, um, I give back and I volunteer in a way that I know how, which is me giving of myself. Yes. So I will work with the kids, whether it be directing, uh, helping them with their stage presence on stage if oh, it needs to okay. be. So I can't teach them necessarily to play a musical instrument, um, no. but I can give them tips and pointers about stage presence, yes. stage performance, everything that they can do to make their performance that much better oh, okay. for the audience. And then, of course, being the MC, it's also my job, especially when we have a lot of kids coming from different schools and they're part of our audience. It's part of my job to make sure that they have the energy, that we maintain the energy throughout yes. and that they show their support for everyone that's performing on stage as well. Yeah. Has anything embarrassing ever happened to you? Probably, <laughs> but I'm trying to think what. Um, it might be things that maybe people don't necessarily um, pick up, but it might be stuff that I know. It might be yeah. feeling embarrassed on stage because I've maybe forgotten the lines of a song that I might be singing. Well, kind of something like that, but hopefully yeah, I know the song well yeah. enough to switch lyrics around a little bit so that maybe you don't recognize or pick up, but you still get embarrassed. You still get embarrassed because you know it's still. something that you did that was a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a mistake, Probably, but yeah. the I trick is to try and hide it. <laughs> But I did on when I did that on stage. I was it was in a group of people, so I was with a group of people. So it didn't really matter. But I did have some solo lines, and that was I never messed those up though. Well, that's okay because they were fun. Well, you know what? That's the thing. I mean, like I'll be perfectly honest. Um, it wasn't so much that I was embarrassed, but last night at the show, um, because we had a concert last night, and um, I, I was so like into the song for the grand finale, and everyone was on stage, and instead of singing. It was like the bridge of a song, so it wasn't like a verse, but it wasn't supposed to be the chorus. <laughs> so I went straight into the chorus. I was like, yeah, I'm like having such fun with this song. And uh, okay. my fellow artists who were on stage all looked at me and they were like, like what are you doing? But they all followed me. Oh, so then you just went into that song. So I just started smiling. And we all started singing the chorus, which we repeated a few times until the end of the song. So nobody, I think, in the audience really knew. I wasn't embarrassed, but we but did have a good like, laugh about it afterwards. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's just like, okay, I'm not going to let people see his mistake, so let's no. carry on with the no. song. That's why it's so cool to be working with people that you trust when you're yes. on stage, because they can either because make you happens. feel and look embarrassed, or they'll carry Ooh. you with, you know, and make sure that it just still works. That happens to me sometimes. I'm singing a song, okay? I had a I had a Seder at school today. Yeah. And I was singing a song, and then we're only supposed to do one verse of it. And I just went into the second <laughs> verse, and I was like, oh, okay. But that's the joy of also live theater, because mm. you can be as rehearsed um, and as ready as you and as prepared as you think you are. Then but then the minute you're there, <sighs> exactly, anything can happen. But I think that's what makes it exciting. Yes. If you could have tea with anyone, dead or alive, fictional, non-fictional, who would it be? 
Wow. Okay, that's a tricky one. Um, I think there are a lot of people that would be the most obvious of choices, but I would love if I could choose because you never said it had to be anyone famous or anyone no, political. You said if you could have tea with anyone, then it, it would be my late granny, my mom's late mom, because my grand died when I was eight years yeah, old, and she always believed in me and always knew that one day I would be a success, and I would love to. If I could have tea with her just to discuss what my life has been like. Yeah, and you know, she'll since be like, wow. I hope you've so. You've gone far. Thanks. I hope she would say that too. How do you find new events to plan? Well, you said earlier that you have clients. I do. You know, I have a lot of clients that come back every year. And uh, there have been some clients that I've been working with now for the last 15 years oh without even gosh. a break. Every year they have an event, um, and I've been very lucky that they've kept on coming back to me. And a back, lot of the and time, back and back and well, back. exactly. <laughs> and a lot of the time, uh, there will be people that will make contact with me um, because they've either been at an event that I arranged or they will have seen something that I worked on. And um, they then make contact with me and we set up a meeting or we discuss on the telephone if it's something that I can help them with. Um, and then we take it from there. I, I am very lucky that way that a lot of my work yes. is ongoing and that a oh, lot yeah, of it is also yeah. by word of mouth. Yes. Yeah. But also you're a bit unlucky because you're quite, sounds like you're quite busy. I am busy, but I'd like to think that, that I'm doing quality work now as opposed mm -hmm. to, you know, worrying about the, how much, you know, a lot of yes. the time I think we get worried about the fact that we're not working hard enough and we should be working harder. And then yeah, you try and take on everything and you try and weird. do everything and, and it's impossible. You can't do everything. Um, and it's okay no. to sometimes say no. It's okay to be busy. I think people will respect you more when you're open yes. and honest with them about telling then them saying, if you're busy. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm free. I'm completely free. And so Absolutely. Saying, or, or I'm busy, so I can't do it. Exactly. And then you make mistakes and then you stuff up and that's, that's not great. I mean, yeah. that's not the kind of reputation you want as somebody who people can never get hold of. And, you know, they had a great first meeting with you and then suddenly you're never available. They can't phone yeah. you. They can't get hold of you. And then they see you reading your WhatsApps, but you're not responding. So, I mean, I, I'm very lucky to be busy, but it's a nice busy. Yes. So it's not a bad busy. It's, it's not a bad busy. Good busy. It's a good busy. Yes. Who are your role models growing up? Oh, wow. Ooh, now that's an interesting question. Um, I ask everyone that. I know. Since I, should I have, came up with the questions. I think it's a really good question. Um, you know, growing up, I, I think I always had a fascination with, with films. And I loved actors. And I was always inspired by... Uh, Hollywood yeah. and the big award shows in so the not US. A specific person. People I don't think it's a specific person per no, se. I, because I, I don't want to have to. Yeah, people in general. You know, I could say to you people like Robert De Niro and Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep and Beth Midler. Except Meryl Streep. Well, you see, Meryl's been around also for a, for a long time, as as of all some of the other names that I mentioned. But they were at the top of their game at the time, and they were the kind of people that I remember thinking, when I grow up, I want to be like them. I want to be yeah. as successful as they are. Yes. Have your role models changed now that you're an adult? Uh, yes, in some ways. Um, I will always look to incredible movie stars and be inspired by the work that they do and the stories that they tell. Um, and a lot of them would probably be people that you now see yeah. on television as well. Um, but they're also um, producers whose work that I've been able to see 
uh, overseas shows that I've been able to see, and I admire and respect them as creatives, and if as you can, producers. Got producer and you got like, well done. You know what? You, I believe in our industry. You need to give credit where credit is due. So if someone has done good work, there's nothing wrong to go up to them. They could be a competitor. They could be, you know, the kind of person that does what you do. But I think it says something about your character. Again, if you have big enough boots to go up to them and say, you know what? That was amazing. Love your work. I usually do that. Yeah. And why not? People love to be, um, applauded, you know, especially in our industry. We, you know, we love the applause. We love the recommendation. Um, and we appreciate. I mean, it's okay to be humble, but then you don't have to say, Oh, I don't want you to applaud me. No, I would like it, but if you don't, one you know. And especially if it's honest. You know, when you don't ask for a compliment and somebody gives it to you, um, you know, it's lovely. Yeah, and be gracious about it, absolutely. What did your parents want you to be when you were growing up? Anything other than an actor. So, did just... (laughs) A a good Jewish doctor, lawyer. I don't think I was ever destined to be an accountant, but I think it was always... It was always, uh, you were always supposed to be either a doctor or a lawyer. That's what I remember. Definitely not an actor or an artist or anything in the arts. Yeah. I would definitely, I would probably not be an accountant because I think I'm good at maths, but I'm not that good. I like English better. Hey, you know what? I think you've got plenty of time to develop your skills to learn more about what it is that you like and what you're good at and for you to kind of focus on the things that you're good at and passionate about. You know, one must also remember that, you know, it's a very different time. Mm. I I must say, in some respects, I envy people like you that are young that have so much opportunity now in the arts, especially at your school, which is incredible. Um, If I look at the support of the arts at your school, I think it's fantastic. We didn't have as much. Yeah. Well, back in the day, we didn't have as much because we were very much more about academics and very much more about sport. And also, you know, you weren't necessarily guaranteed work in the entertainment industry when you graduated. And now there are so many yeah. opportunities because, uh, you know. It's just like one pops up there and you're like, oh, I'm going to just for that one. Then well, the another thing one is, pops you know, up there and you're like, there's uh, TV shows, there's, there's radio shows. I mean, look at you. I mean, I don't think back in my day there was ever a chance that I would ever be on radio. And now look at you. Was there even a radio? There definitely were radios. I'm not that old. (laughs) You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is Hi Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Rio Immerman and I'm your host for today. Before we carry on with our interview, I'm going to remind you what the tongue twister is. Fake Sunny Zebra. And I have a general knowledge question to challenge your thinking. What sports do people like to play in South Africa? So send your answers to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019. I have David Bloch in studio with me. If you have any questions for him, you can send an SMS to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019. Or call 010-140-3020. Now let's carry on with our questions. Do you have any pets? I don't have any pets, no. What is your favorite place in the world? Ooh. Uh, wow. Well, I've been very fortunate to travel to quite a lot of different places. Um, and uh, it would be so difficult to pick just one. Um, I, 
I'd probably have to say just because of my love of musicals, yes. New York. Yeah. Love New York. Because I think there's Broadway or Hollywood there. Broadway. Oh. Yeah. Broadway is New York and then Hollywood is Los Angeles on the other uh, side. Okay. So there are two different sides. Two different sides. It's confusing because one side's Broadway, the other side's Hollywood. And yeah. Both basically the same thing. Well, kind of in the sense that one is stage and one is television, but they're both, and, and, and film, but they're both in the entertainment industry. Yeah. So from a, from a I think then America as a whole is the US. Obviously, I think if you want to get into film, certainly when yes. I was younger, when, when I wanted to get into the entertainment industry, it was the United States, yeah. definitely. I think it always has been. You know, you look now at a lot of the movies that are coming out of places like the UK, you look at TV programs, you look at theater, certainly the UK is right up there, London, uh, and the West End is right up there as well. Yes. But then you look at movies like um, Bollywood in India or Nollywood in Nigeria. And Nollywood? They, they're huge, yeah, absolutely. I didn't believe there was such thing as a Nollywood. Believe it or not, Nollywood. It sounds weird. And then, of course, you've got Dollywood too, but that's a whole different thing. <laughs> Did they just take Hollywood and then add a different letter in the front? I think everyone knows the name Hollywood. It's like ingrained in everyone's subconscious so that anything that yeah. is something wood <laughs> probably can relate to a film industry in a particular Even country. Even wood. Sort of that does because, you know, the stages are made of wood eventually. Well, I was going to say, in most construction, certainly from a stage perspective and when we make props and things like that, a lot of it all comes from wood anyway. Yeah, so that's what that's it's called. Holly? Hollywood, indeed. What is your favorite book? Oh, my favorite book. Ria, I'm loving your questions. Thank um, you. Ah, favorite book, favorite book. Um, I remember when I was younger, um, there were two books um, that really stood out for me. They were my setwork books. Uh, one was called I Am David, um, and the other one was Mrs. Frisbee and the Rats of Nim. I think I've seen both the books, both those books before. I just haven't read them. I remember those books like making a big impression on I me when I was David. younger. I am David. I saw that at exclusive books. Yeah. Haven't got it though. Those are the two that I remember. I mean, I have a, a, some fantastic authors that come to mind. You know, the older I got and the more I, I, I read, but I don't know if I have one book specifically that stands no, out just, just yet. As you get older, you like, oh no, it's this one. No, 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 it's this one as well. Exactly. And as you get older, it's this one and this one. Too much choice. Yes. <laughs> Would you rather be loved or feared? Ah, definitely loved. Everyone says that. Yes. You know what? Uh, why would you want to be feared? It's like, you know, commanding respect yeah, when you haven't earned some it. Some people might want to. That's why I asked that question. It really determines the person you are. I'd like to think so. But I, you know, it's, it's the whole idea of, of being loved and, and, you know, loving other people and giving of yourself and being loved back. It's, it's just yeah. lovely. Love? Lovely. Yeah. Would you rather be happy with nothing or unhappy with everything? Oh, it's going to sound so cliched, but happy with nothing. But I, I also think. that a lot of people would have. You think they would have gone the other way? No, the, the, be happy with nothing. It's wonderful it's when you know that so young. If you think like that at your age, I think that's amazing. Thank you. But, yeah, I, for me it was a question, I think, of the older I got and the more I realized if what was important. If you were young, you would have said 
the other one. Maybe. Because, you know, people and always say that money doesn't buy you happiness, but no. it helps you spend the way you live your unhappiness. And when I was young, I used to think that made such sense, you know. But it doesn't necessarily know. Makes no sense. Not in the long run. Definitely not. And also I was going to say something. I don't know what it is. Okay, I'll remember later probably. If you were not an events manager, a creative director, or a producer, what would you be? I'm loving your questions. You know, can I... I I feel like you're going to say an actor, well, the, the thing is, is that it would definitely be something in the entertainment industry and definitely an actor without a shadow yes. of a doubt. Like I was never one of those kids growing up that one day wanted to be a fireman and the next day a vet and the next day a doctor and the next day a lawyer. I have a friend who wants to be everything, who wants to be a lot of 10, about 11 things and then she changes one and adds in another, changes oh, one no. and adds in another. When then I was adds younger. adds in another and adds in another. No, I had nothing to add. When I was younger, I always knew there was no doubt in my mind when I was younger. Um, I always thought I was going to be an actor. Um, but you know the fact that I'm doing what I'm doing now and I'm in the entertainment industry yeah. is still amazing and I'm, and I'm still really happy with the way things have yes. turned out. It's maybe not what I had originally thought, yes, but that's but okay still too. Good. Oh yeah, absolutely. And thoughts change. Yeah, a absolutely, lot. absolutely. So whether it's an actor or something in the entertainment industry, definitely yes. What is the hardest part of your job? Ooh. Um. You know, oh, I would. Or is a, I'm trying to think now. It's like being put on the spot. Loving dun, these dun, questions. Dun, 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 dun. Um, I think the hardest part, uh, and it's a pressure that I put on myself. It's wanting to um, exceed your client's expectations. You know, people invest so much of their time and their effort and their money in you and your vision and what you stand for, and dun, dun. all I want to do is make sure that I exceed their expectations, that I go over and above the call of duty. Um, so that's something that I that I, I place as a pressure on myself to want to make yeah. sure I succeed doing. So you put pressure on yourself instead of thinking, this is putting pressure on me. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I think, you know what, you could you could look at everything. You know, are, are flowers going to be delivered on time? Are they going to be fresh? Will the decor look exactly yeah, like the if. pictures? Absolutely. That's a, that's a what if. It is. a All of it is a what if. Absolutely. But why what if? I don't understand why people say well, that. You've got to have hope. Well, exactly. Now, here's something that I was taught many, many years ago by someone in um, our industry that I used to work with. Um, he now lives in Australia. Oh. And he once said to me, David, Worry about the controllables and the uncontrollables. Yeah, uh, just you deal happen. with them. They just happen. Absolutely. And then eventually, you're like, oh, this is how I can deal with this. Exactly. If there was one thing you could bring back into the world, what would it be? Or better word, resurrect into the world. If there is one thing I could resurrect or bring back into the world, ooh. I almost feel like I have to pass and come back to that one. But um, uh, if there's one thing, wow, I'm trying to think: is, is it is it a is it a thought? Is it a person? Is it a is it a building? Is it could you know? it be a tide? Could uh, it be even a sea creature? Could could even be? I think an if there's one, animal? Th- you know, if I, if I, you know, without thinking weird. too far off. You know, and going too weird and wacky. Yeah. Um, if there's something I would want to bring back to the world, maybe it's a bit more tolerance. So it's maybe not a thing. You yes. know, it's not like a, yeah, a it's this table, it's it's this car, it's yeah, this desk. Like a, it's 
years. But I, I think... Mean, if you crash a car and anything... Oh my gosh, I want to bring this car back into the world. No. She's going to bring more petrol. For me, I just think we're lacking a lot of tolerance. And if there's anything that I'd like to bring back yes. more into the world and to yes. the way people think... Uh, it's, it's tolerance. It's yeah. a better understanding of people and their differences and accepting differences and, and, and celebrating differences. Yeah. Hmm. But it is coming back into the world, I think, about mm, Maybe. I know, I know a lot of people who tolerate things. Maybe I think you guys, I think as, as youngsters, I think you guys are certainly far more understanding and tolerant of, of a lot of people and, and differences and maybe my generation. Um, but you know, when yeah. I watch the news and when I see what people are doing and how people are being treated all over the world, it is very sad. It feels like we're taking a few steps backwards as opposed to moving forwards. Where was your first job? You said you first. Ah, came my to first Agita, job. I well, I was eight years old. Oh. And I was in Cape Town, oh. and I performed in my very first professional production of Yay. the musical The King and I, which was uh, on stage at what is now the Artscape Theatre in Cape Town. about? The King and I. Ugh. It's a musical, and it is set in what used to be called Siam, which is now Bangkok, Thailand. And it's the story of an English school teacher that uh, travels to Bangkok to teach the king's uh, wives and children English. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's almost, I would say, more about a love story um, that develops uh, between, um, at least that's what we, I think, are led to believe by the end of the musical, between the king yeah. and the teacher. Oh, so it's like a friendship story. It is. It is. Do you miss performing on stage or anything from your previous job? I do. Um, but every so often I do get to, uh, perform on stage. So sometimes it might be, um, in, in things that I'm creating. And yes. if I feel like, okay, this is something that I could do, um, then why not? Um, but every so often I do get asked to perform, um, at events. You um, miss it. you know, that's where my heart is. I love being on stage. I love performing. And I think it will always be where my true calling. Yeah. So you know, why didn't you go back to it then? Ah, the big question. Well, maybe one day. Maybe one day. It's it's getting there. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe. Watch the space. Okay. Maybe I'll be interviewing you, and you as an actor next year. I would greatly appreciate that. Anytime. Thank you for coming on Hi Kids and teaching us more about what you do. It sounds like an interesting job to have. It is very much, and I'm very, very blessed. Very lucky to do what I do. That sounds nice. Sounds like you like your job very much. I do, and I'm very happy that I do. Not not every day. Not every day, you know, no. is is a happy day, and you Just can be frustrated and stressed and tired like anything. Yeah. But when you know when it kind of all comes down to it, I I do love what I do. Well done. <laughs> this has been five kids, four kids, five kids. My name is Ria Immerman, and I'm nine years old. Thank you to my guest, David Bloch, for coming on Hi Kids, and thank you to my producer, Mandy, and Craig for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Hi Kids show. Goodbye, kids.